Just when they think they know the answers, I change your questions. You know who that is? Brutus Beefcake. Roddy Piper. Oh, I was going to say him next. Indeed. Welcome to episode one of Indie Wrestling is Dead. I'm Andrew Bowers, owner, promoter, booker of North Wrestling. With me is the busiest man in Northeast Wrestling, <laughs> Colt Holic's own, and our, our announcer, Tom Campbell. Happy Christmas, Andrew Bowers. And the man in gorilla position at North shows, you might know him as Chop. I am. I know him more formally as DJ Chop. Happy it's Hanukkah. It's Chop. We're <laughs> <laughs> a Jewish Chop over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very Chop. So go on then, guys. Right, Tom, start with you. What do you do in North Wrestling? We'll get straight into it. People know this, but you might not know North Wrestling. Introduce yourself. Uh, I'm I'm the ring announcer. Thankfully, um, and I have a lovely time doing it. So I'm normally the, the man in the middle of the ring. I think you refer to me once as the hype man. The hype man, the MC. quite nice, the MC, the master of ceremonies. Yeah. Uh, I'm also one half of the commentary team for North as well. Yeah. Myself and uh, Lord Botch, Matthew Gregg from Botch and Radio, um, and sometimes assorted special guests yep. uh, will commentate on the shows as well. So Perfect. busy bee. And also I'm... Normally propping up the bar at the after party. That's, that's my job. It's you're an also, important job. You're also the giver of hugs, I think, and it's almost like you're the, um, I'd say, the ambiance creator. Ambiance say, creator? I'd say you're the mood keeper of the oh, cult, I would say. I've had eight hugs already. I don't know what <laughs> <laughs> Those are our special hugs. Have you really been to a North show if you haven't had a, no, a, a hug of Tom That Campbell? means he really doesn't like it. I know. <laughs> I can name three people I've not given it. <laughs> but I won't on this. So, and we also have... DJ Chop, Chop, James. Well, how do you Hello. want to be known as today? Well, um, I hate my first name, really. That's why, why? I get everyone... It's when I meet someone, I'll say, hi, my name's James, but everyone calls us Chop. And then I've got to go into that story why they call us Chop, but I'll just tell them the funny story I've been circumcised. So it's a good way of... It's a good way of breaking the ice, you know what I mean? So I'll just keep it as Chop, yeah. It's dead easy. See, the weird thing is, your name is my middle name. My my full Chop. name is Andrew Chop Bowers. <laughs> <laughs> it's my middle name as well. Yeah. <laughs> But I got started in it through uh, working from other companies. Um, mm -hmm. Absolute main event. What do you do? At, what do you do at North primarily? Primarily at North, uh, I do the videos backstage. I run the backstage area, keep everyone calm when they want to knock shit out of everyone. You know. Yeah, well, that's um, happened a couple of times. And yeah, I also do a lot of the, uh, the funny stuff on the quiz with my pal next to us here, um, <laughs> and we do a lot of, of dressing up and shenanigans and. And we do the quiz. And hey the quiz. <laughs> but yeah, it's a lot of fun, and uh, just want to keep doing more. I'm going to, do, at this point, do a quick mention to our sponsor, an ally on the front line of Brit wrestling, Gravel Clothing. Their full 19 tees are out now. They're made with organic cotton, which is bloody lovely for the mm -hmm. environment. You'll spot Gravel Clothing at North Merch Stand, and they're generally plastered all, plastered all over our own social media outlets, purely because we bloody love them so much, and we love working with them. In fact, if you keep your eyes on grappleclothing.co.uk, our North Collaboration t-shirt will be available to purchase at the start of October. We are getting free ones at the end this year. I mean, I am. I'm not I'm sure about you guys. Uh, I'll tell you what I do. Oh my God, actually, jackets, I did get some grapple clothing in my wrestle crate. Oh, another one of our friends based in the North. And did you see the cat at North? It was a cat at North. The, gra the grapple cat. Yeah. Gra there was a grapple cat. There was a grapple cat. Oh yes, I saw the grapple cat on some tote bags. There you go. Like the grapple cat. I got, I got yeah. the wrong end of the stick there, I think. <laughs> Already not family friendly anyway. <laughs> That's anyway. us demonetized. Right. <laughs> right, so I want to know how both of you, well, our, our listeners will want to know how you both came into North. 
Chop, I know you kicked, you kicked it off a little bit, so we'll go with you first. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know about how you got into wrestling a little bit and how you then ended up in the weird old family that is North Wrestling. The northeast version of Paul Heyman, I would say, is called Drew Shortlow. <laughs> Bless him. Um, he was, I used to work with him at the nightclub uh, on the coast of Whitley Bay um, is that when deep? he was a glassy. Is that, <laughs> is that deep? That's deep nightclub. Deep Very nightclub. Deep. A nightclub called Deep. If you're from Whitley Bay, you know Deep. That's a podcast from the school <laughs> on that place. But uh, I know, knew him from there, and um, I went to a, he dragged us along to a show once, because I was never really into the the, the, the British style of wrestling, because mm-hmm. I always thought it was, you know, the dressing up as the fake, Undertaker as a fake Which it was, kid. I think, for a long time, and Tom was kind of also entrenched in that kind of circa 2005 and before that folklore. Well, I was, was a fan at that point, but yeah. I was very aware of But it like, always put me off going to them sort of shows. And Drew was like, oh, come along, come along. So he got us to come along, and I was like, well, this isn't as bad as what he makes out. And then he says, do you want to come do the music? And I says, well, yeah, that's a number enough. Free money, free free evening, dead easy. And who was that for? Was that, that was for the main event. Main event wrestling, yeah. And then we opened our own little company, Drew did, with a couple of us, called Absolute. Done a few good shows there, and then that's how I met Andrew. Yeah. He came along on one of our shows. Try to get a job. Grabbing me off to come work from Straightway <laughs> North. <laughs> I tried to get a job at Absolute as well, though. That was Absolute was probably part of the reason why I started North Wrestling is yeah. because uh, I was one of those people who would hound people with DMs saying, I want to get in. I mean, I didn't spend that long. Probably spent, I probably sent about two DMs mm-hmm. to a couple of different promotions, and they both said... No, nope, we don't want you working with us because I didn't know I think the, the words they used with me was "fuck him," we can play for someone else. Yes, that's pretty much. So. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. We, uh, we 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 were trying to get as many friends and people in the community of Absolute and mm. make a wider base of it. And it was it was a good while it lasted. Um, mm-hmm. And then when it did last, finished, uh, Andrew Kate was and says, "Do you want to come work for North?" Which was another no-brainer because I was already going to the shows. So yeah, uh, that's how I got into it. Tom, how was you going? I remember being so excited that first day I came backstage and you were sat backstage. Uh-huh. Like, Are you here now? <laughs> oh, what a day! Chops doing the videos. Chops doing the videos. What a day! What a time to be alive. Um, so um, the northeast version of Paul Heyman is a guy called Drew Shardlock. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I met I met Drew first. I don't even think I'd actually you know what I don't even think I'd met Drew first. I met Howard first. Yeah. I went to a wrestling show in South Shields, and Howard and Donna were weren't wrestling on the show. This is H.C. Drake and Little Miss Roxy. They weren't on the show. They were sat watching the show, and I'd gone on my own. So the other touch point of Northeast wrestling, I feel like everyone has talked to them in their early days of getting into Northeast wrestling. You must have talked to Roxy and Howard, HD uh, Drake, at some point. Yeah, that's it. I think I think they're sort of the gatekeepers. <laughs> that was the first <laughs> match I ever seen at MEW mm. was with Howard in it. Yeah, so that's falling off the uh, apron break and all that was a different story. But that was yeah, yeah, it was my first match I seen. But I got through. I got to meet Howard at this show, and then about six months later, he messaged me about. Because I was working uh, on, on the radio at this point, I used to work for Hart in the Northeast, and uh, he messaged me about promoting a charity show he was doing, and I said, "Are you needing anything I can do on the night?" And they said, "Actually, we could do with a ring announcer." So I ended up ring announcing for Absolute. Yeah. And um, that first show was at the Uni as well. That it was, was indeed. Yeah. yeah. I think I think well Fire ran their their, yeah. their final days, their autumn years. Yeah. Were that oh Christ, I forgot that you guys ran there. I think I was there at that yeah. show. I remember when it was the King of the North show. Yeah. Zach Gibson was on it, which yeah. is weird when you think. Wow. And that thing, was our yeah. second King of the North because we yeah. the first ever show we did modern modern uh, bridge sports and that really was the bad. first ever King of the North. So I never um, went to that show. 
So I never went to that job, but I remember the first absolute show I went was at the Linskill, which is like stone's throw from my house. Yeah. And that's how I first got to know, uh, I think probably Howard, actually. Mm-hmm. And I think possibly met Dan. Dan Lyson. Yeah, met him as well. And put forward my, Andrew as well, put forward my services at that point. Um, and I, I was really drunk at that show as well. <laughs> and I, it was really well attended, though. People forget about those shows. There were about 250 people there, maybe yeah. 300. And I think people forget that... I've said this all along. You know when they did the tapings at the NE6? Mm. Yeah. If they had done that at the Lynn School, oh, yeah. I think it would have looked, looked better on film. Best thing about yeah. the NE6 didn't look full, if you know what I mean. But there was loads there, but it just didn't... The, where the yeah. way the cameras were faced, it didn't look full. But the best thing about Lynn School, which is like one of the best things for a family-friendly show, is that it has a big car park. And yeah. I think if you can park there for a family-friendly show and you're in a residential area like North Shields, which is easy to get to... yeah. yeah. You you fly in. So flying. um yeah, so I so I did absolute. Um and it was at an app so I became the so I did the one show for them and then it was Drew, Paul Heyman of the Northeast, who came up to me and said, Oh, um, we've got some dates if you want them. Which always seems to be how I've ended up getting announced gigs where I've kind of and it's happened three occasions. <laughs> one of them is why we're sat here. <laughs> uh, where they've said, Can you just fill in and do this? Yeah. And I go, mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. And I filled in and then afterwards they've gone. We've got some dates, um, <laughs> which is obviously which is a greatest compliment. So I did, Absolute, so I did for Absolute, yeah. and it was you. I remember it was Andrew Bowers that approached me at the Lins. Not the Lins. Yeah, I think it was. Was the Lins Guild? So one in the, the, the Lins- Shields. It was a Lins Guild, and it was that show where Primate and then and now known as Connor had a, a hardcore match. So I think it was one of the last Lins Guild shows that Absolute did. Was it the ladder match? Was it the, um, no. So Chuck Cyrus, yeah, Chuck Cyrus, yeah. HT Drake ladder match. Yeah. And then Con- Connor Primate, disgusting hardcore match. I was in that one. A family friendly show. It's disgusting. I was in that one. I was horrible. Wasn't it? it was a re- I mean, it was family brilliant, show. but it was yeah, disgusting. Yeah. But you'd approached me and said, yeah. "I'm uh, running north, and uh, there's some dates if you can do them." And I don't think I think for whatever reason I couldn't do them. No. And uh, but you kept me in your heart and mind, and then you said I'd like to do some commentary yeah. um, for our uh, our pivot share because beforehand you'd never put commentary on. North. No, one of the things that we wanted to do is a little bit like what Riptide ended up doing, having no comms at all. But I think mm. they've ended up going to commentary as well because I think it's just come on, wrestling needs it. I think I think they realise it's probably a good it's a it's a tool you're taking out of your toolkit really. But if you have bad commentary, Christ. Commentary can be bad. Commentary makes or breaks it. Yeah. I think it's I I I I balk at some commentators and such that, and some ring announcers that I've heard because I know how important those roles actually are. And I think early days for us, it was such a risk to take at that point. It was like no commentary for me. The other thing I was going to say is when you were wrestling and um, commentating, um, you weren't commentating for them at the time, and you were announcing for. I was ring announcer at that point. I hadn't any commentating. And I think it was a case of me going. We were early days, and there was a little bit. of Needle between Absolute and North in a nice way, just a little yeah. bit. Of competitive. But it was friendly banner. Yeah, yeah. And um, it was very much distinct. We North wanted to stay distinctive, so I think we'd ended up going actually rather than have Tom come in, we'll just as an as an announcer, we'll just not we'll have it different. And then changed my mind in commentary, and I went actually, Tom is a good commentator. Then the un, uh, the unveiling was what you'd actually done in the past. And actually, as a commentator, <laughs> Tom has actually gone down in British folklore as <laughs> Biggin and Wigan. I was the man behind the Biggin <laughs> and Wigan, which is... And have you heard his voice on that, actual? It's, it's hilarious. I didn't realise I sound Tom. about 12. Yes, you do, I? yeah, yeah. And I was just... The, the cadence is still there. It's still I'm one of my favourite things when we bring new wrestlers in and I'm like, oh, this is Tom, this is the announcer. And, the, and I'll just sometimes throw in there or they know who you are already and I'll go Tom's the guy who did the Biggin and 
The big in, in Wigan. The big in, in Wigan. It pops so many people. Yeah. <laughs> My favourite was Matthew. When we first sat down to do North Coventry, we went to the studio to record it, and it was for the first time I'd seen Matthew properly. Didn't he take a while to work out where it come from? No, no, because um, no, I took basically. So what happened was he he said, "Have you done so?" So Matthew did. Oh, so have you uh, have you done commentary before? Paul? <laughs> Which is a spot impression. <laughs> so I'm told. And I said, actually, yeah, I, I did, I did a little bit. And he said, oh, where have you worked before? I said, well, I, um, I, I haven't really worked anywhere. I did like a joke match between this with this guy Chris Brawls in, and he went, oh my god, bigger than Wigan. <laughs> no, and that was a great impression. <laughs> it blew his mind. And then all that night, every time he kept stopping, you kept going. Can't believe you're the guy just bigger than Wigan. <laughs> so, and, and a friendship was formed from there. So That's since then, fantastic. we've done, we've, uh, we've been commentating, and now and. Yep. Yeah, events. Uh, I think events transpired, and now I work for you as a ring announcer as well. Which is, you know, just doing the double duty. It's fine. Pulling double duty. It's no, absolutely fine. Now pulling triple duty. <laughs> <laughs> it's, why not? It's, what's, what's another duty between friends? <laughs> right. So I think that gives us enough background on everybody. I'm going to ask you a question now, and you can just keep it quick. You can keep it brief. You can go on for as long as you want. But if there was one wrestler who isn't active now, dead or alive, you could bring to North. Who would it be and which member of the North alumni, I may add, would they face? I'll go straight over to Chop because well, he looks like he's hungry. I've already uh, thought about this because I, I, I found out this question a little bit early. But if it was me, I'd be having Bruiser Brody versus Rory Wrestler. Oh. oh. Are you telling me that ain't going to draw money? That, you know I mean, what I mean? I mean, that was, he's going to definitely draw blood. I'll tell you that. <laughs> like, but the, the funny thing is, if you ever seen the old videos of Brewery when he was coming to the ring, yeah. people would move out the goddamn way. Yeah. Still don't think our, our crowd would move. I think this. No. I'm not losing my space. I'm going to stay in the air. <laughs> I'm waiting two hours. I'll put my back down. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think that you think about yeah. like a, a brawl over the all over the riverside. I think that would be just. I mean, if there's one thing that Rory Coyle is good for, it's a brawl. I'm not sure he's going to be doing much else. <laughs> I mean, there was the other one, but he gets compared to him a lot as Cactus Jack. Well, I was going to chuck mine in. As Rory Coyle versus Jake the Snake Roberts, oh. just to see them both do that corner Promos. pull up. <laughs> the promos, promos would be amazing. Would be amazing yeah. Both do the corner pull up spot where they both face each other. That'd be great, wouldn't it? So what's funny yeah. is we've all we're all fantasy booking Rory Coyle here. Are well, you going to go the same? I kind of feel like. <laughs> <laughs> but I was going to mix up because I was going to I was going to suggest Raven. Ah, okay. I think Raven walking into the Riverside yeah. is a really strong look. In my head and the mind's eye, I'm picturing Raven walking into the Riverside. Because let's be honest, we're from a, a, an age where Raven was never more. He was yeah. top of the game. I'm talking so like 1997 yeah. Raven. Yeah. Like ECW Arena. Or, or the alternative is to take somebody like really sports entertainery, squeaky clean that the crowd can just detest for that reason. Like, at the top... Versus Rory Coyle. Top, yeah. Like, top of the top of the tree, you One, know. One, two, three, kids. Somebody like... <laughs> oh. <laughs> top of the tree, somebody like a John Cena. Mm. Like, like, somebody who who is just the embodiment of everything that is corporate wrestling. And, uh, and I know Rory the line Coyle. is blurred a little bit now, mm. because obviously, like, NXT is a renegade brand run by a corporation. <laughs> Lest we forget. Um, no, I'm going to stick with Raven, actually. I'd like to see Raven. I think Raven... I think Raven would the, fit the but let's, but let's mix it up. Let's do Raven. I've got one for you that would be a good little mix-up, yeah. Red Hot versus HT Drake. 
Ooh. Technical, technical. Oh. I still think HD Drape is one of the most underrated technical oh, wrestlers in the country. Yes. Hardest working in the country, to be fair. It's, I think that's the one thing about Northeast Wrestling, which is part of the reason why I started North, was that there's never been a proper light shone on people like him. It's, mm. We're lucky that people like Primate have then gone and done gone on and done better things. Um, you know, Defiant kind of shone that light on Northeast Wrestling quite well for a little while. But the one that still evades that spotlight for me is HT Drake. I think yeah. he put, the matches he can put on are just incredible. He's a phenomenal performer. And this is, there's, again, a litany of people that I want to see yeah. Drake in there. And what's nice is about the position that Drake is in in North Wrestling, which you probably won't see much. You don't see Drake do what he does at North anywhere else yeah. in the sense that he is sort of the gatekeeper of Northeast yeah. Wrestling. In yeah. the sense that anybody that... There was a period last year when people who were coming through were facing HT Drake. Yeah. You know, we, well, he was the first. He was the first in the first main event at the first show. Yeah, and I think he main evented probably the first three shows, four shows, I think, just because he was such a versatile wrestler, and because really, when he come to Northeast Wrestling, certainly at that time as well, there was just nobody else that really compared. I don't think. I in don't my know. head, when we're talking about like technical people to face HT Drake, uh, again, it's that one that we'll, we'll, we will never see. But HT Drake Lionheart at the Riverside would have that been would a have tasty. Been Which Lionheart we're talking about? Yeah, Jericho or we're talking about Lionheart from Scotland? I'm talking ICW. Yeah, yeah. no longer with us, Lionheart. Like Lionheart that would have been was, was an incredible wrestler. That would have been him something. and Drake would have just had that just. The styles are very, very close. Aren't They're they? close yeah. in a good way. Yeah, like I could see that yeah. being a thing. Have we seen HD Drake Robbie X? I think have we seen that? I think we've seen yeah, that in North, we have. haven't we? we did I book that? Was, you, <laughs> <laughs> did I book that? You booked that, my friend, and it was a belter. Sometimes I forget. Absolute belter. As if you saw my a question in North. Um, well, actually, I think we should. We really, I think we should address the elephant in the room about that because, yeah. as me and Tom have talked about this before, that. Uh, in the future, we will never, ever, and obviously it's, it's been in the news a lot lately, um, we will never, ever let Andrew Bowers do an impression of <laughs> Sasha Banks ever again. We promise you that. That's oh, written down, never happening again. Rumour is she's taking another six months off. <laughs> I think nah, she's seen that. I mean, maybe in that six months I might watch some modern lessons. <laughs> <laughs> Just maybe. She's seen that, her hair turned fucking green. <laughs> the, uh, the, we do a pre-show game show, uh, Question All, which is another... Uh, Part of the job that I do, so instead of having, you know, instead of having like a kickoff show with a cruiserweight championship match on, yeah. which is the the one to do, uh, we invite people to come in a little bit early, and we kind of play shooting stars. Question of the wrestlers. Like question of sport. It's, like, it's, it's more, a, it's more akin to shooting stars. It's definitely more akin to. And so it's just like it's sort of non-canon shenanigans with yeah. the wrestlers and the fans. Hey, and it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun, and do you know what? It's nice that we now and have. They take it serious. Oh, do you know what? Honestly, God, so I had a Question of North Championship belt put together, like, made cheaply, but it is... It, it, well, it was <laughs> compared to yours. Was, I, I had white craft... I had yellow craft paper and and, and Sharpies. But honest to goodness... Honest to goodness, that belt is like is like the one ring. Yeah. Right? It's, oh, God, and, and, yeah. and everybody that gets it turns into Gollum. Because I... Because I, suddenly... like And, and there's... And there's and, there's people who have had that and they've taken it so seriously and they've been so angry and upset when they've lost it. Like yeah. I, I, I've watched 
members of the North Faithful cutting promos on each other on Twitter <laughs> to the point where I've had to step in and go, can you please just untag me from these? <laughs> it's just all my timeline is you two throwing barbs at each other over a belt. Well, it's like Simon, who was the uh, conservative, well, he was the he was, landed gentry's he cohort. He for like a year straight or something. He How long was, he had for about five, six months. Now, I, don't know what his, I don't know what his personal politics are at currently, but it seems that he kind of started to believe the gimmick and almost became a Tory himself. Yeah, he certainly bought into it. Yeah. And, yeah, there's a few people who who very much bought into the. Well, and, and it's fun. It's really fun. But I just and I I like the passion that comes through. Absolutely, it. and I think that's like I think that does encapsulate North fans to this. Like you know, we're we're still just like any other promotion. We've got a small hardcore of fans, but they're bloody loud and passionate to the point where Jordan's going to be taking the question in a North belt over to bloody Australia. And he's off to Australia. He's doing, I think he's doing a tour of Australia and New Zealand and the belt is uh, he's on the road with him. I tried to take it off him at the last show by appearing as the mystery a question of partner. I absolutely embarrassed the hell out of myself. Got, when he come out? Big pop. When I no. make my music pop and you come no, out, no. everyone didn't expect it. Yeah. Boy, they wanted to quickly send you back after that impression. <laughs> <laughs> but Chop, you've become a big part of a question of North yeah. as well now. So how like, did that stop? So I had the idea a few months back to have to tease Samoa Joe as a special guest <laughs> because it was his birthday. So I made a mask and I said, "Can you just come out with this on?" And it was a Samoa Joe mask. You looked at me and thought. He's got the same body shape. <laughs> you would never made to be honest. You were just because <laughs> I had the mask and a sign that said "I'm Samoa Joe." Honest, yeah. and uh, and played the music, and you came out, and you. But what you did was you just went with you. You, you went. Yeah, he said to quote Grado, instead of going to Tenerife, you went to Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And uh, and and it, to the point where I said, okay, next month, can you? I think I was behind a mask. No one's seen who my face. So I didn't give a next shit, month. Really. You were Rafa Benitez for yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. Newcastle, former Newcastle manager. You were that one didn't get over at all. That was worse than Sasha Banks. Oh. <laughs> I think she came out to Mario Sunshine music, which apparently oh, was offensive. I don't know. They <laughs> like, put a Spanish voice on. I didn't yeah. know nothing. Okay. You, you, did, you did Bailey. Bailey, yeah. that was a good one. Bailey. I think that was probably the most iconic one at the uh, so far was the Bailey one because I remember your face as you walked in and went, "Who am I to do then?" Bailey. Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> I, also think, I, think, I also think that's the one you enjoyed the most. But now the now the thing is the masks are off because I turned up with I turned up the one time and I hadn't brought the Triple H mask and I went, Do you know what? Just come out in the gear. Just you brought all the gear. We'll just say you're Triple H. And, uh, and 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 that's now the thing now, is it? And that now was it's just like so funny that we'll get to the ring because you know he drinks the water and he spits it. Mm. Well I drink it, mm. drink throw it. the bottle in the ring, and I was shit, I've already swallowed it. <laughs> so I was like, press the bottle back. Drank it again and done it, and it was just like. Oh. <laughs> I think, I think, I think passing the bottle back is, in a, is a little detail that I actually quite enjoy. I'd love to see Triple H do that. Yeah. Gets on the ropes. Oh, it's the gamer. Could you just give me that water back? <laughs> <laughs> I've swallowed it. <laughs> That's exactly how it went. That's a good dramatization. That and then way. you were Chris Jericho at the last one. And then Jericho at the last one. And you one. came out. You went. I look like Michael Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> and you did look like Michael Hayes. It did look. Looked did. more like Michael Hayes than. But anything. that one had a. Li- There's always a little bit of something extra at them, like. From the Bailey one, we've like done little extras. We've put the we've put the tassels on, and then we use the um. You remember the blow up streamers that you have for parties? Oh, yeah. And I told someone at the side use them so it looks like the Bailey things. That was ace. Now on this show, I've actually made, I made a custom Titan just for it. So you know you say what the fans get now going. I mean, 
Big you gotta put alcohol, alcohol fall on all yeah, the blood, sweat, and tears at I think I think it's one of those things with the question in North where it just gives everybody a chance to play wrestler. Yeah. And I think we yeah. all want to play wrestler. Like when we're not a wrestler, I mean, we, all we want forget because we work for a wrestling company and we know the wrestling wrestling companies that we get to go in the ring, we get to see set up, we get to speak to wrestlers, and we it's all normal for us now. Yeah. But I think the thing with the question in North, I think that's great, is that they get to go backstage and they get to go into the grill position, they get to get their own little introduction out, they get to kind of feel going into the ring. And you know what? As wrestling fans, it's yeah, brilliant. That's like cool. the last yes. does your introduction, Amy. Amy yeah. Now, when she first did it, you could see she was very, very. Now she just hits it out of the park for your introduction. Yeah. I mean, if that's not inspiring for someone to learn a little bit of a craft, I mean. Jesus. Oh yeah, that's it, and I love that. I you love that I mean? she's now keen to sort of chomping at the bit to go and be uh, a ring announcer elsewhere. So I quite like the fact. Is she that doing that? Is she? she? I think there was. She she's done a couple of shows. Nice. She, she could good. do. She wants to do more, but she's done a couple of shows. But, well, uh, it's good if we can kind of provide that little bit of access because the wrestling. Because there's no there's no really there's really nowhere to learn to be ah. our ring announcer. Well, there's no. nowhere to learn to be a promoter. There's nowhere to really learn to be a commentator. There's nowhere to learn to be chop. Like there's no, and I think sometimes with the wrestling industry there is a brick wall that's built around it. As I found out when I wanted to get in, and I was lucky enough to be in a position to turn around and say, "Well, actually, I want to start my own one." Mm. You know, fuck it, like I'll do it. I'll do it myself. Not everyone could do that, and if we can kind of just give people a little bit of an opportunity, either just to feel it a little bit and kind of see, actually, you just got to get yourself organised mm. and you've got to well, you've got to be self motivated. You've got. To, I think everyone who thing. works for North in some capacity. I think if you're a wrestler, if you're doing the photos, if you're doing working on the merch, if you're announcing up to oh, up to me or you know whatever, you've got to be self motivated at some point. And I think that's why it's really enjoyable to work in a wrestling company or certainly in independent wrestling companies because you see all of these people you never would have ever met in any other life at all, any other walk of life. Who are very self motivated, who've bought into something and create this little special kind of happy place for everybody. Well, yeah, there's a little bit of positivity yeah. for you. I like that. I like that. That's nice. nice. Anyway, right. Let's get back to shitting on people. So let's go. <laughs> <laughs> right, post show review. NCL 20, we're just about a week after um, our 20th show, which is quite mad when you look back. Feels like we haven't done that many shows, but then it also feels like. I'd be doing this for all my bloody life. I'm definitely going bald because of it. Uh, 20 shows. That's quite a lot. It's a lot. Did you think, did you think when you first saw North North? I don't remember which one, I, the first one I ever went. I think it was NCL 2 or 3 I was at. Hmm. I missed the first one. I know I missed the first one. But um, joining was probably about 18 months ago, coming on yeah. to the backstage Yeah, thing. you've been in for about a year, 18 months, I would say. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think how long it's been going now... Yeah. I think because there's like six weeks to two months between shows, the shows quick, they gather pace, and then you're yeah. like, like two months have passed mm -hmm. before the last one. But if you think about, so we had the July show, the 27th, up until the September show, which was our last show. God, that time flew by. I got married in between that. Like, yeah, I, mean, I know, just right? Flew by. Squeeze that, that our, in there, cheeky. I know, and that was our third year anniversary show, which just seems like that was a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah, 20 shows. How does this rank amongst the rest of them? From your point of view, take, yeah, taking your North hat off okay. and looking at it as a wrestling fan. My, um, my, my description of this, the North show just gone was it felt like um, a box of celebrations <laughs> compared to any other show because yeah. it was just like the most eclectic yeah. roster that I think we've ever had. I think so, yeah. In terms of, like the, in terms of the matches, it was certainly the most unpredictable. Yeah. 
and in terms of the the general feel of the show, it had it, it wasn't I like I'm not like it's I think I think our anniversary show was 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 yeah. we blew that out of the water. I really mm-hmm. and I thought this show was great. But the one thing I felt with this one is it felt different. It felt like a kind yes. of a, it, it felt quite anarchic. Yeah, compared it, felt to a bit wild, it felt a bit wilder. And I tell you the the main thing I thought that was the the crowd, the atmosphere in the crowd. In which I try to sample a little bit by going standing in with a couple of my mates. I try and get in the middle of it and just feel it. It was different. I, thought I felt time. it was a different crowd. It's louder. Yeah. But also incredibly positive, though. Uh, of any kind of adult kind of event, never mind wrestling, you, you do mix get, with alcohol. Yeah, we mix with alcohol, especially in the North East. You do get a couple of times where you might get some uh, unsavory characters in the crowd. This time, I kind of felt a sense of unity. I definitely, it was busier than it's been for a long time. And people as well. were policing that as well. Like, they were making yeah. sure there was no shitheads. Uh, yeah, it was to a spoiler show. It, but without with it being really feel good, I think you're right. There was an, anic- an like a, a sense of anarchy in there. There was a yeah. sense of like wildness. I don't know. I don't know. Was everyone just more pissed? Like, <laughs> I, I I just think it was more like the. Maybe they'd had more drink. Maybe they're maybe they're more loaded. Yeah. They got them deals back on. It, the know, red stripe deals back on. Whenever it's a red stripe deal night, you know. It's <laughs> they never ever seemed all the way through the night that like a match brought it down or no. tore. They always seem to stay this, the same. Like you say, wildness yeah. always stayed the same. I think the big the, the big concern I know from you, yeah. Mr. Bowers, was the fact that Jack Jester mm-hmm. had, had, wasn't able to make it on the eleventh hour, and these yeah. things happen. Uh, love Jack Jester to death. Absolutely. Hope we see him again. Absolutely. Uh, so your concern was, like, you had a match in place and the fear was that people weren't going to buy into it. Yeah, it's always difficult when you advertise somebody, especially someone with such a profile as Jack Jester. I mean, let's be honest, he is probably one of the most well-known and highly thought about wrestlers in British wrestling. And I also would probably put in there, again, I know I said about H.C. Drake, underrated Jack Jester. When I first got back into British wrestling, circa... 2014, 2015, he was ICW champion. When ICW came back on the BBC, they had those documentaries. He was their main focal point at that point. And I think that gets a little bit lost because the, in inverted commas, bubble of British wrestling came maybe a year after that. And he wasn't ICW champion. He wasn't at the forefront of ICW at that point. But I still think he's one of the most important wrestlers we've ever had in our our generation of what British wrestling is. So it was a massive shame to not have him being able to make the journey down. But what's that phrase where they say where such and such has gone but opportunity yeah. comes and, and that was the way that, that we came through. Yeah, that was the way that, that we turned it round. I yeah, don't believe and we do that as a company. We do quite a lot. I'm lucky to be surrounded by people who... I, I'll never say, oh, that was my idea or that one was... that All of these ideas are my ideas. I'd say maybe 2% of the ideas <laughs> yeah. are coming out of North or directly my ideas. Everyone else comes with them and... And I won't say who came up with the idea of this match, not to break kayfabe too much. But, yeah, we, we set out a gauntlet match. Connor has been on an absolute tear at the minute. Um, you know, Defiant had picked up on him as well just before they went under. Um, and rightly so, because that kid, from he comes from the NGW training school, Rampage and uh, Screwface Ahmed. NGW themselves have used, used him quite a lot. Um, he, he's been, he was put forward to me multiple times before we actually And you can it. tell the students that come from them schools as well. Oh, you can tell that Rampage is trained. Yeah. And he's definitely one of them. He's so well trained. Well, they hit hard as yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're definitely... Like, most people who come out of that are... I mean, I always say, just as a quick little insert, if you're, if you're not 
a wrestler in the northeast. Sorry, if you're a wrestler in the northeast and you're not, or you haven't been to Rampage School, I mean, you might have extraneous circumstances, which mean you can't get there. I can't say enough I hear a lot. why you wouldn't I, go to that I'm school. sorry. If you live in the northeast and or North Yorkshire and you're belly aching that there's nowhere near you, like you have the you, best. Yeah. Well, well there's no you have excuse. the best wrestler in Europe. The best arguably. wrestler in Europe runs a training school. In Chester Street. If you are in Darlington and going, oh, there's nowhere outside my house where I can learn to wrestle and be a wrestler, then more for you. You're missing out on a chance to get on a bit of public transport and go and get taught. It's and like saying, if you're starting a podcast, why wouldn't you have Tom Campbell on it? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's on all the others. <laughs> no, but... yeah. I had the best scenic view over the window, so uh, that's why we There is that as yeah. well. But you look at cottage is, is scenic. <laughs> but you look at that training school though, Rampage Brown. Oh, it's just phenomenal. Screwface Ahmed, and then also you have HT Drake there as as, as one of the I don't know. Which could have his own school and his own, his own range. And then you, know you also I mean? have had Primate in there, and you've had Rory Coyle come from there. You've got Shreddy come from there, and you think well, Primate who's got his own now you've got G Adams coming from there oh. you know and you just think Christ if you're not there personally this is this is really me taking off any of any of my allegiances we don't have any links to Rampage's school I think no, there's no. a few people who have said oh well you're you're linked directly to them that's an NGW school that isn't my school at all but if you don't go there are you really taking it seriously I don't know if you are I don't know if you are they say you're you linked to them no we hire good wrestlers yeah just the coincidences, they all come from there. I think yeah. the only excuse I've ever heard someone say is, is they'll say that it's too advanced for them. Like, they think that... It's too hard. It's too hard for them. Yeah. That I'm going to start at a school to see if I'm any good at it. I'll mm-hmm. try somewhere else. And then if I am, I will go there. Well, that's fair enough. Which is totally fair enough. But... Mm. Are you really gonna you're gonna get it's the foundations of brand pages? I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the, I'm gonna take the chance here, that, I'm and I'm gonna say there. I think there's a quite a few wrestlers out in the northeast who who I've seen in other wrestling promotions out there. They go to other schools, and I'm gonna say to them, if you think that you you know you want to be on north, you've, some of them have reached out to us. I'd say the first thing you've got to do, the first thing you've got to do, is go to Rampage and Screwface Ahmed School. It, it if you if you don't don't know why you wouldn't but you can still go to your other schools as well it's really important if you can only make it there once a month that's fine as well and i've seen that in their advertising where they said don't worry you can go to other schools as well we're not saying you have to come here and stay here you can have a little i mean does it one tuesdays yeah tuesday nights tuesday nights i mean they can go there and then go somewhere else yeah Yeah. the rest of the week absolutely what's wrong with more knowledge you know what i mean absolutely absolutely and i know it's fine for people who are who started because i actually did my first wrestling training day she did at Screwface and Rampage's training school. And I think when Pachiti was wrestling as well in Defiant. He went there too. And I remember, actually, all of the guys who go there and girls that go there, I mentioned Tom was at that wrestling school. They have mentioned it to me. And they said Tom went for it. But, you know, it's a difficult thing to do wrestling It is, training. it is. And I could never do it. I could never do it. And I never want to do it. I was there, I was there like it was... For, for me, it's like now I'm doing more. I'd like to learn a bit more Guess about what, it. Guess what, though? Being a wrestler... It's a really hard job. It's a difficult job. Oh it's not about God. what outfit shall I wear and this will be my... I've had chats with people who go, I want to be a wrestler, this will be my catchphrase, this is my music. You've got it all wrong. Yeah. You've got it all wrong. We, uh, we the packaging is important, don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, it is, but like that's... You've got to be a that's that's what you think competent about. wrestler. That's, 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 that's page 12 yeah, exactly. of a 14-page um, handbook. It absolutely had this thing one Sunday where we were going to bring in... Do you remember Big John who used to do the refereeing? Big, you called him John Clear. Yeah. He was a he was a big wrestler on like the on the on the camps and all that. Right. Um, we brought him in, and he was coming in to do a training session at the Linskill one Sunday. Mister Heyman, Joe Shardlow, said it was 
Chop will you go around along and make the numbers up just to make it a bit busier. So I got there on the Sunday morning. I had been DJing at deep till three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> uh, so I was a little bit worse for wear, being on the champers, a little bit of the bubbly. Uh, a little bit of the bubbly! That hasn't run its course yet. It's <laughs> not yet. fine. Uh, so I turn up at this thing and I'm the only person there. And he says, well, what do you want to do? I was like, well, you're getting paid for it. You may as well train us for three. And I spent three hours training with him. And it is aching. I mean, I, it's the, I mean if I'd have been 10 years younger, maybe... Mm. But at this stage of my life, there's no way yeah. I, I could be a wrestler. No, but, um, it's a funny little tidbit. He says, we'll get warmed up. He says, can you skip? I says, yeah. He says, go on then. Do you mean skip like when you run? And well, you this is what it is. <laughs> I start skipping running round the fucking oh, thing, right? God. He waits till I get all the way around. He actually watches no, us. Wait till run. I stop. And he says, I'm into the fucking rule. <laughs> so I skip Picture Homer Simpson. Jeez, that Homer geez. Simpson gif. Don't ever your do head on it. It's the fastest way of travelling, though, I think, skipping, though. It's better than running. Seems that way, doesn't it? I think if you've ever been chased by, by a cougar, skip. Right, <laughs> let's get back on track. So, speaking of that school, we had three opponents for Connor in our first ever gauntlet matchup we've ever done. A Coyote Kid, who wrestles there. I think he's just started going there. He's from Carlisle, wrestles mainly in Target. Uh, Satchel Jones, which I think most of us are oh, familiar insane. with. Uh, they debuted, and Mark Mathers made his return. He'd wrestled against Screwface a few shows ago. He then broke his collarbone. He had a bit of a nasty injury. I think it was collarbone, anyway. So he was out for a few months. So this was nice to see him back. He got yeah. a good pop coming out. He got a really good re reception. I think that's like... It, it, it encourages the remembers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's encouraging from a promoter's point of view. We're, we're going... Look, we want to give more opportunities out there. There's not as many guys coming through in the Northeast as there were, say two years ago when we first started this it's lovely for a promoter to see the kind of reaction that those guys got I'd say Cody Kidd isn't known around here at all he got a really nice reaction yep. Satchel Jones is known but again you have to be in a regional wrestling yeah. to understand where he's from I thought he was brilliant I thought he's insane I mean we had him in absolute on our tapings and we, we had a, an impromptu match with him and you, know, you remember it you were doing the thing and he had a, a 15 20 minute match that stole the show yeah. I mean to me it was one of our best Ever matches we had an absolute and if you just, haven't and again seen that's him. what we see about with Connor where he's been trained through mm. the, the rampage style. You could see that with Satchel as well. So we were putting them two together, it was it was magic. If you haven't seen him, I'd say his style is akin to maybe an HT Drake. Yeah. Yeah. You could say see yeah. that this could come from maybe the same area, like mm -hmm. in terms of wrestling ability. It was very good, very good. Mark Mathers, what were we thinking of Mark? A lot of potential in Mark. Mm. Something special about Mark. I still think I still think he's you know, um, you know the Mighty Boosh? Yep. <laughs> you know the episode where they're looking for the new sound? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still think Mark Mathers is finding the new sound. Yeah. I think he's um, embryotic. Absolutely. But there is something about him that I really like. I think so. He, he helps with the ring, coming as a trainee. I don't think there's many shows where he's missed putting up the ring. Mm -hmm. He's helped with our security. Um, so to give him the shots, lovely from that point of view. Um he is a different man when he walks through that curtain. And as a promoter, as a booker, that's a big thing to see, is when you see this lovely, mild-mannered guy, and you think, oh, God, he got the okay from his coaches, and they said, yeah, yeah, put him out there. And his first match was against one of his coaches. Put him out there, he'll be fine, we'll look after him. When he came out of those curtains, he looked like a, a wrestler, which I thought was, you won't know about that. You won't know whether a wrestler looks like a wrestler, feels like a wrestler, until you put them out into the arena. And I still think he get. I think he's got that a lot of potential. 
Right, moving on. It is. Moving on to the next one. Fraser Thomas versus the debuting Damon Moser. What do we think? There was promos from both of them. So there was actually a bit of heat going at this one, which I quite liked. Moser was trying to grab an opportunity. Fraser Thomas has been quite opportunistic in North and kind of cemented himself. Um, Damon kind of trying to put a wedge in between North and Fraser by saying that maybe he wasn't deserving of those opportunities. Um, so what do we think of that? I love the promos on the, on the run of yeah. it. But that's one of the things that makes North so, yeah. so, so appealing to people is the fact that you have these promos that get people into, into the shows and them two are really good. Yeah. I mean, you can feel the bad blood from the reply. Yeah. Uh, but the match was brilliant. Yeah, very intrigued by, um, obviously, more from Damon Moser. Yeah. I feel like we've only really scratched the surface with him. Yeah. And, and Fraser Thomas, is, like, he feels like he's part of the North He's East fitted straight in. He's he? an honorary yeah, Geordie. Yeah, yeah. He is. He's, and the fact that you get Fraser is a Geordie chance now. Yeah. I think that's the most, com- that's the greatest compliment you can I think he's got a, he's got that amazing story as well of losing that, all that weight and going from a, being a wrestler yeah. of... I mean, he was a big man, kind of one of those. But what I love is, I don't, uh, was he a big size? Was oh. he? he was four hundred pounds. No way, big lad, and he lost it all. Now he's down to like two fifteen. Yeah, but I think what, what I like now with Fraser Thomas is we now have a character emerging yeah. that is more than just I'm a guy that lost weight that time, which yeah, is yeah, so yeah. important. Which is important because yeah. he was now obviously now he's doing the stuff with with Rufio. There's the Lost Boys, and you can tell mm. there's a different swagger about him, and I think that only complements. Yeah. his package now he's got something that's other than I just lost some weight yeah I lost a lot of weight rather yeah and I think that's like I always think that I get asked feedback and I'm like well I'm not a wrestling coach in any way I'm not a wrestler in any way what's the feedback yeah, but you're a promoter so you but so, so that your your opinion is valid it's you like get the story you yeah. understand the story same reason yeah, I always ask you at the end of the night like it's not it's not me asking for lip service I always go was that okay yeah because you know what you want from your product and the one thing I would say about and, and Fraser Thomas is certainly not a trainee just to highlight where I think he is on in on the line of getting to where a, a, a fully formed fully flowing, free flowing wrestler, get into that confidence. Is that co- is the confidence? And you can tell a wrestler who's not quite there yet to a wrestler who is bang, say like a Mark Haskins who just knows himself inside yeah. out. He knows what to do in the ring. It's second nature. Yeah. And don't don't get me wrong, it's almost impossible to get to that level. I think we're seeing with Fraser Thomas the start of that. I think we're seeing just these little things with the progress pre-show the matches that he's getting, the wins that he's getting, just a little bit more confidence to kind of move away from that story of I was the big guy and now I'm not, to here I am, I'm a wrestler, this is what Fraser Thomas is all about. I think that's going to be interesting for North. I think it's going to be interesting for the crowd to see where that goes. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Damon Moser, I hope we have him back soon. I think he's a hard-hitting son of a gun. He's got a... uh... Nasty little combos and that, and so that match was good. So then, moving on, we had Screwface and Drake beat More Than Hype and Boris and Gia. Now, this match was just all kinds of madness in the ring. When you've got that many bodies flying about, especially in such a small space like the Riverside, it's uh, yeah. I'm curious why this match happened. Uh, you've seen my booking. Yeah, it's kind of just uh, well. No, I think the reason I want I wanted to see Screwface and Drake. They'd only ever tagged before in progress. Previously, Drake's always been this really clean-cut, lovely guy, and I thought, hang on a minute, they're colleagues at the, at the training school. Let's stick them together. They worked really well together at yeah. the progress pre-show. It's, you know, as a, as a booker, 
you could just be like, let's just put all the good guys in front of everyone. If you're a good guy and your attitude's correct, that's not what fighting's about. That's not what wrestling's yeah. about. You want to see a bit of tension. You want to see a bit of nastiness. You want that. So I thought it'd be nice to kind of throw them in there. I'm really interested in how Boris and Gia react to those two. I think Gia Adams is, for me personally, if she continues the way that she's going, I think in the next couple of years, she's going to be an absolute star. Like, I think she's got it all in front of her. She is genuinely one of the people in British wrestling that I'm the most excited about. Definitely. And I know that we're Just not... Just a force of nature. And we weren't the first ones to pick up on her, so I'll never say, oh, you know, North made her. No, no, no. We, were, we were late to the party with Gia Adams because yeah. there were... There was, there I was... remember going back with MMAW when she came yeah. to me and she was like, how, what, what do you think we should do for Wentons? Um, and we were going back and forth with some stuff from Wentons and watching her from there... To watch us like now at North, it's just like I don't I don't class her as a woman's wrestler. No. She's one of the boys there, no. and she, she didn't look out of place. And I think that, un, she that underpins North as well. I don't uh, intergender wrestling is a term that I think should be banished. I mean, you'll have to watch it on the on. I think it's just wrestling. It's just wrestling. It's just Correct. wrestling. Yeah. 100%. I mean, she watch... can clatter most of the men. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she trained by Rampage Brown. She took a stomp, right, on, yeah. in that match. You'll have to watch it on the on demand service. Um, <laughs> but she took it and I was thinking, oh shit, if I had mm. been anyone else, I don't think they would have took that very well. But she mm-hmm. took it and I was like, oh, and she, she held her own that whole damn time. And it's she's also it's another really one that the North Faithful have really, really got. Oh, oh yeah. So because think, they like seeing that. They like yeah. seeing the same sort of where she's come from to where she is now. Watch it on the last. Yeah. yeah. Watch yeah. the last, put the ring up. She used to chat yeah. the bar at rings. Yeah. I remember chatting to, I remember drunkenly one night chatting to Gia at the bar. Um, telling her like well done on that on the Queen of the Cage match at Pro Wrestling Eve and then got home and went she wasn't in that match <laughs> <laughs> classic and I even messaged the next day and went this is really awkward I was complimenting you on a match you weren't in I'm really sorry I was drunk and I apologise so from that Gia yeah. to the Gia where it's like she's now part of the card yeah. I don't want to do much else in wrestling I'm pretty happy with my lot obviously if um, Vince gives me a bell <laughs> that might change but in terms of things I want to still do in the northeast, um, I'd love to I'd, I'd love to heel manage G Adams yeah. because only because and, and it's purely pure purely selfish yeah. I want to do a bit where somebody gives me some stick on the microphone and I leap into Gia's arms for safety. That's the only reason. <laughs> Plus the fact I'd like to do like mic stuff with Gia, but that in my head, that mind's eye image is something I'd like to come true. So if any wrestling promoters want to book and she'd that, only need to do one hand because she is strong as Oh, she's yeah. a beast. I just need to lose some weight so she can do it without breaking her back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think as well, putting Boris and Gia together, I think that's been, definitely helped both of them, I think. Yeah, and I Boris think Kozlov is, yeah. is, is doing some great work, not just here, but all over the place. Yeah. Like Boris is, Boris is he's a promoter's dream. He, he, he's still got the he best is a gimmick. promoter's dream. He has got the cleverest gimmick I've ever known with that Boris bus. I don't have to, you know, well, bring in some people a bunch of people to buy tickets with him. Bloody hell, right? Yep. Amazing. Where do I sign? Where do I sign? Yeah. So yeah, more than hype. Quick, any any questions on or any any comments to make on? More They're than always hype? great. They were They're fast as, uh, as. I think both of them. Yeah, that's what I was looking it for. Was two, uh, uh, it was two thirds of them. So it was Darren Kearney and Nathan Martin. Darren just looks like he could be a. He's John Cena, twenty odd years ago. Like he looks the part. Yeah. Nathan is. Well, he's another guy who's just so lovely and quiet. 
And then he opened up those curtains and he's just bouncing with energy and a different, totally different guy. Different world. There was something on that match though that um, that really stood out for us and it's something Screwface has been doing quite a lot. You know when he does mm. his combos with the backhands. Oh, and yeah, the yeah. That is, to me, it just, mm. it don't see anybody else doing that. I met a really drunk guy outside of uh, what used to be called Poplos in Newcastle. I can't remember what it's called now. Endeavour. Yeah, oh, it's just rubbish, isn't it now? Anyway, um, standing outside there, a guy started talking about boxing. He'd just been an amateur boxing match. Somebody introduced me and said, oh, this is the guy who puts the wrestling shows on. And actually, he was a kickboxer and he went, oh, I've never been to a wrestling show, but I completely, completely uh, appreciate the form that they do. It's like a performance art. What they do is, you know, to be able to do that with your body and to keep everyone safe and to, you know, it's fantastic. Blah blah. blah. I got talking about MMA. I immediately started thinking of how Screwface has brought this kind of MMA shoot fight yeah. style in, and I think if he keeps going that route, I think that's what's going to set him out apart. I'll put my hand up, and I've said I've said it to him. I think he's struggled to kind of differentiate himself from the crowd. He's had some great opportunities. He is one of the best wrestlers on the roster, no doubt. Oh, 100%. No doubt. There was other wrestlers tweeting about TK Cooper versus Screwface, which didn't happen at the 30th anniversary show, saying sleeper match of the night. And they're not wrong. They're not wrong because Screwface is a phenomenal competitor. The one thing he's ever he hasn't quite got is connecting with that crowd. I think, I might be wrong, and I might be optimistic, interested to hear what you guys think, I think he's getting there. I think he's starting to connect with a crowd that previously weren't connecting with him. Well, it's that old yeah, image of be a shit that gets you over. You know, yeah. like Austin, where he was so bad that people <laughs> loved it. That's the same sort of thing yeah. with that. Yeah. He's going to be so hated that people start to... I think this MMA thing it. is very much like a thing that comes from him. Yeah. It's very much something that he loves. And now you start seeing that going in. Those, um, that spot you were talking about, which you saw at the Progress pre-show again, oh, puts the gun awesome. shield in, kicks the fucking shit out of people and, and this progress class. fans base was like yeah. we've never seen anything like that yeah. the oohs and ahs was just it was incredible I feel like it needs a short film I feel like his character needs a short film yeah. like this like Some this problems. wasteland yeah. prize fighter yeah. which is what which is if you had to describe what he was in my head and I'm yet to use his line of commentary he is a wasteland prize fighter I like that yeah it's sort of like, and, like, oh, like yeah it. post like post apocalyptic copyright he you know he just he that's how he lives. He just Wasteland, prize, Wasteland fight. prize fighter, and I feel like it needs like a short, a short film in the desert, like Mad Max. Mad Max. Dunes. Yeah. Go to the dunes are delivered. We'll do it there. Well, he used he's, to, he used to have the full <laughs> get up, and I know that he's moved away from that a little bit more to kind of um, to move away from the gimmicky side of stuff and to be taken probably a bit more serious in terms of his ability. I still like that background though I like the wasteland stuff I think there's a way of doing it Mark where Max you kind of yeah. yeah he's a guy that was a, in, in before before the end of days he yeah. was he was a, an MMA guy and now like it's come so he's using the skills that he had in yeah. the day so this is this is this is how I'd write it and he kind of has he's, anyway though if you think about it, he's been wrestling again he's been wrestling for about 12 13 yeah. 14 years like he's been wrestling since he was before we even knew what British wrestling was I think <laughs> Next match after that was a bit of a weird one. I don't think... I mean, oh, we went wow. back six months ago. You never have thought you would have seen Shreddy versus Primate in a Primate rules match. What did you think of this match? Well, should we go straight from the top where we saw the return of Alex Bloody Henry? I know you had Alex Henry. Fuck me. He was beef. I know you were concerned Mm. And, and Alex Henry won't mind saying this. I know there was some concern yeah. whether the crowd would remember. Absolutely. Yeah. And there was no need to be concerned. 
because those who of course we've 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 changed our crowd over three years there's different wrestling crowd now anyway across the board i would say there's going to be people who come back in you're always going to have somewhat of a percentage of a transient crowd anyway but the way that our hardcore crowd react to it i haven't heard I mean, we've heard... We've and had the way it was done, though, with the whole... It, the class of part. Hey, like, oh. Class of part! Ridiculous. Ridiculous. I mean, we uh, for that match, um, I was getting ready to do the meet and greet, so I was lucky enough to come oh, yeah. out of there and go and stand in the crowd and feel that match. Um, and every time something was coming out, whether it be the table, the tax, or the land gently come back out and they get chased off, there was, there was just this big... The feeling in the crowd was amazing for that match. I mean, it was it was a strange atmosphere for that one. I think people didn't expect Shreddy to be able to nah, go nah. in the way that he did. And I'll put my hands up. He's a he's a he's a prick, Shreddy, and he does my fucking head in. But I think that was the best match he's had. No, no. I think Perry, I think him and Primate working together is yeah. is only good. For, yeah, for I would I would love to see a third one. Yeah, let's do it again. Steel cage. What do you think? How do we get a cage? How do we get a cage in the other side? What do we think though of Landon Jeremy and Shreddy aligning? Do we think that that maybe pushes in with New Nation re- returning? I can confirm that Alex Henry is back full time. Oh, that wasn't a one-off. So are we thinking hard Brexit versus? <laughs> I didn't come with hard Brexit. Shreddy did. He put it on Twitter. Oh yeah, that's, I'm sticking with that. It's hard, hard Brexit. Brexit isn't it? That's a hard great Brexit name. done. Box ticks. Yeah. Hard Brexit versus New Nation two on three. That it might be one of those things that would. Thing. Yeah. Um, I, I. It's one of them where I know that like Shreddy and Benji are in in other universes. Mm-hmm. They are aligned. Yes, and so it's kind of it's that sort of thing where it's people who know each other very well, and that it's, I don't get the alignment at the moment. Mm-hmm. I don't think it, in my opinion, I don't think yeah. it fits. But I am a big fan of letting a story play out absolutely so I'm I'm I'd, not going to say it's wrong because it I'd quite like be. to know why they are aligning themselves and I'd like to see why that happened why mm. that's happened and how that plays well, out we could do that in promo videos couldn't we we could get them to, to put that together and see how what do you mean did. what do you mean they'll, just, they'll do that <laughs> we could ask them why they are aligning with each other <laughs> alright on it's ours <laughs> probably the daft well I'd say in any other card this would be the daftest match of the night However, I know what the second match of the night... Uh, I know what the most daftest match of the night... We'll be talking about that afterwards. Second most daftest match of the night, LJ Cleary of More Than Hype, Visage, Session Moth Martina versus Will Cruz. I mean, This is like just hitting random on SmackDown. Yeah. Square, square, square. This is what happens when my son plays WWE 2K20, <laughs> and he just picks these four random people. Like, Epical <laughs> versus Triple H versus... Viscera versus what the hell? Tory Wilson. I'm like, what the hell are you four. trying to say? What are you trying to say? You know I mean? so I'm saying it was a random match battle. <laughs> it was a random, but, hey, but I'm not saying it was bad. It was brilliant. That was, it I loved how everybody was able to work with everybody yeah. in a different way. The bit where Will Cruz at the very beginning uh, hoid Session Moth across the ring by her hair, hoid <laughs> LT clear across the ring yeah. by her hair, tried the same with Visage and the wig came off. Like yeah, that, I went, that's, that's it. wrestling now. This is going to be, yeah, this is yeah. wrestling and this is going to well, be When people talk about comedy matches and there was a bit, you know, there's a bit of comedy in that. I thought that that was better than what I thought it would be. I thought there'd be a lot more comedy in it, but the way that they played off Will, the way that Will came in, he just went, nah, nah, fuck this, I'm just going to batter yeah. you around. Yeah. Really got the momentum going of that match. I thought it was brilliant. Winding it back a second, with Session Moff going to Ring of Honor, what about that absolutely thunderous reception that she got when she entered the Riverside? 
Well, I'm not. I'm not going to. She always you. gets one. She I always gets it, one. It never gets old to listen to Derrick Soundstorm with a massive sound system <laughs> in the riverside. Do you know what I mean? But when she came out, people were like cheering as if to say, "Is this the last time we're going to yeah. see her?" So I think that's why I threw my it. voice on the announcement because I thought this might be the last. Did time you throw your voice on that announcement? Yeah, well. I, I literally thought, I felt it. a vocal cord pop as I was delivering it. I thought, this might be the last time I get to do this. <laughs> well, so I can I'm just going to go for it. And I can confirm to you after talks. Well, I'm going to say two things about what I talked. I talked to Session Moff after the after the show. She loves North as much as those other promotions that you know that she's attributed to. Obviously, OTT's at home. She's in a lot of Fight Club and Progress. What you know, Riptide. She really, really loves the North crowd. Like, and when they started doing the You Deserve It chant, and say what you will like about Session Moth, there are some people who maybe don't believe that. I'm of the camp of, I don't know if there's anybody more deserving. The way she's worked, how hard she's worked to get there, to it's get that ring of honor contract. March to the beat of your own drum. Absolutely. And just stay the course. And let's be honest, as a female, it's braver. Yeah. And, and whether that's right or wrong to think that. Then comedy. Then comedy, but yeah, and and then also, but also, and more recently over the past eighteen months, I would say, showing that she can go, In that Japan. she can fucking wrestle. <laughs> when she went to Japan, I think yeah. she's on. I think she's got her third. I think she's got a third tour in Japan going on. But yeah, that tells you everything you need to know straight away. If she teared up and she was incredibly emotional in the ring when she got that reception from. The North faithful. Mm-hmm. I think that is because can you is I know we've got a few adopted Geordies now nowadays on the roster, but is there anyone who is better suited to being an adopted Geordie than Session Moth Martina? I don't think there is. Tom Campbell. <laughs> oh yeah, a very a very far away second. <laughs> second um, the second point I'm going to make on that is that. She will be back at North. So I didn't need to throw my voice then. That's no. fine. That's, no, that's, that's <laughs> wonderful news. That is the best news, though. Next Excellent. match was Landon Jenry versus Club Tropicana, which is a bit oh, of a dream match for me. Another, uh, another entrance I threw my voice up. <laughs> what do you think about Club Tropicana? Oh, they're brilliant! Aren't they just Bloody fantastic? Bloody love Club Tropicana. They were standing backstage and I went, oh my God, what is he booked this time? And then the come out, I was like, this is amazing. This Incredible. is awesome. Incredible. The music was perfect. Yeah. The entrance was great. Yeah. The one who doesn't wear the shoes, I don't know his name, very sorry. Aiden. 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 He, I brought them over in the car. Um, yeah, yeah. And he, was, he just kept making his laugh. Like his, his facials was yeah. so good. I don't think I've seen a funnier and madder match that again included Benji's arsehole. A bumhole, should I say? Arsehole? His whole, his whole arsehole and his whole Can we buy him some decent underpants, though? Because no. I was scruffy underpants. Is that end of his no, oh, I, 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 think think that's, I think that's the, that's the gag, isn't it? Oh. He just, they're just scruffy I was underpants. gagging all right. I tell you <laughs> The Red Trouser Brigade, they all wear scruffy underpants. Don't worry about it. I think that's one that you've got to just go and watch. There's nothing really I can explain about that much. I didn't see a lot of it as well. I was doing other stuff as a promoter, but bloody hell, the bits I did see, ridiculous. Gentry are an example of a team that just go, you know what, this is my, this is what we, we've, we're working with. Let's make the most of it. Like, yeah. I, can, I can't imagine that the idea of having a landed gentry commemorative plate <laughs> came from anybody other than Howard hasn't been smashed yet. Yeah. No. And and then to have somebody as the plate bearer come out with them, that must have come from them. Uh, well and all of it does. And that's what I love about about uh, indie wrestling in general is and I'm amazed and I'm dabbling in it briefly as as manager for elsewhere, but it's the whole idea of when when you know I, I approach a promoter and I said, well how much can I do? In terms of like promotion for this, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Said, is that the rule with everybody? He went, yeah, everybody can do what they want. 
why are people doing more? Yeah. Why are we funding this? Well, like, it's it's amazing. Generally, they first came in as kind of henchmen for Spike Trevay. They've since yeah. parted ways with Spike Trevay. They've evolved. But bloody hell. Tell me, you know, you talk about draws and in inverted commas. Tell me somebody else other than Rory Coyle who isn't more entrenched in the very fibre of a North show now. And I don't... It's incredible, I think, of where, where where they've come from and where they are today. Mm. I hate the bastards, but especially Benji. <laughs> yeah, little bastards. But I just want a little point on there as well. Mm -hmm. I like the way how, if you look at the full card, where this was in the card. Yeah. So like before the match that we're going to talk about next, it goes from comedy to serious. <laughs> it's like no, no, but you've got to have that that yeah. that bit of difference all the way through the card. You can't um, just have yeah. da -da 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 the same thing all over. It it breaks it up. It, and it was after the break, we had two daft matches that everyone had been, at this point, had a good drink, yeah. they had a good laugh. Yeah. Right, now let's get the main event. It's it a variety show. I think you've got to, you, got to. You're not going to like everything yeah. on it. Like, it's not always for you, but I'm never booking 100% of a show for one person. But it I'm was booking. placed nicely in a good place. So let's go on to the main event. It was Mark Haskins with Vicky Haskins versus Spike Trevay. This really was juxtaposed, I think, against his previous defence of... Uh, Ricky Shane Page. Very different. Style. Very different match. Um, in fairness to Spike, I think it's showing that he is a versatile wrestler. Um, how was it to see the return of Haskins? Oh, Haskins is a, is, is is phenomenal. Phenomenal. It's he's one of these guys that just gets on with it. Just throws out stuff that you weren't expecting. And in this match, he was very much that. It says something when when a guy is so good that he can have. Um, a, a valet who's almost a heel valet for yeah. grand scheme of things, but yeah, it just works. Well, they're like royalty, those two as well. They really are, aren't they? You can't have one without the other. No, they're royalty of British wrestling, I would say. Yeah. And I would say on Mount Rushmore of British wrestling. Wow, really? Would you put Haskins on there? I think he's got to be. Oh. Isn't he? He's got to be close to it. Well, if he does, I've got to, I've got to take, um, I've got to take Zio Knox off. <laughs> <laughs> but he's also a very good student of the game as well because he's yeah. still out of all the rest of the comeback stage and watch it from the back. Yeah, him and Vicky yeah. were coming to the back quite a bit. And it I was... think two or three matches they would come and sit down and yeah. they were giving guys. It was pointers. a shame we couldn't get the monitor working this time because if we did, it would have yeah. been. They've already got to stay there the full show backstage yeah. just to watch it and pick up every. And they every also... time someone was coming backstage as well, they would give a point about the match as well, yeah. which I think. Always positive as well. Oh, yeah. It was constructive yeah, yeah. criticism. Yeah. And it's I think um, the, also the meet and greet that we did with uh, Vicky and Mark this time, they were super lovely. Yeah. Everybody came away walking walking away from it with, with a smile. And historically with Mark Haskins, you'd think, quiet guy, probably not going to be the most affable guy. Completely wrong. And you can see it in so the pictures. Lovely. You know when you're about the pictures, you can see yeah, it, yeah? exactly. So how do we compare Spike Trevay's reign as the second champion in the North Rory Coyle's reign is it comparable it's very different and I like very the different. fact that it's very different it had to be oil and water yeah. well it's 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 different as in the fact that everyone wants to see Rory keep the belt mm -hmm. where everyone wants to see Spike lose the belt yeah <laughs> and I'm enjoying the stuff that Spike's doing where he's um, kicking the belt around <laughs> I, I know I love have to, that I have to fix that at some point <laughs> but I, I know but, but it's, it's just it's beautiful heel nonsense yeah. I love it like just dropping the belt and just generally disrespecting it. it I, is. Think that, um, I think there's nobody who gets a reaction like that or, or plays into a crowd like Spike Trevino. He is easily dislikable. Oh, God. Very, and, very... and I'm not sure whether that blends into real life as well. I'm not sure. He's also... <laughs> <laughs> Still oh not heard, by the way. Oh, well, just FYI. Okay. 
I don't think he'd be listening to this show anyway. So oh, dear, I don't know what that'd be a prompt. <laughs> so, oh dear, what a pity, never mind. I thought when I was on Facebook the next day. <laughs> so that was NCL 20 in the can. We've got NCL 21 coming up, and that's Scary Monsters and Super Creeps. Nothing announced for, for it at the minute. Spike Gervais has picked up an injury, and he'll probably be out for that show. People have been calling for a vacation of the belt. What, on not... holiday? Is that what... <laughs> take, is that... it to the, take it to the tropics. Is that what you would say, to vacate a belt? You vacate the belt. Is that all you would... I think vacation <laughs> vacate is... Oh, vacate. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to holiday the belt. <laughs> Maybe We're we will. we will. send the belt to Benidorm. Maybe we will. <laughs> um, so he'll be... Vac... Whether he'll be vacating the belt or not, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, that is something to be indetermined. To be honest with you, like North, North operated... Like, I think it's easy just to go make it the belt the belt. If he was out for but, six months and yeah, different. But like North has operated as a promotion mm. longer without a belt than it has with. It. <laughs> so <laughs> if a show comes and goes without a championship yeah. match in it, I never thought it's it needed a belt anyway. Fine. But whoever's facing them, just go for the arm. Yeah. There you go. That's there easy. Arm ball. So what we are going to talk about quickly, briefly, and we don't have to talk about it too long, but we'll run yeah, through yeah, definitely. the last time we had part one of Scary Monsters and see this Creeps, oh. which was, I think it was October, I think it would have been October 28th last year. Uh, you can subscribe to North Wrestling On Demand over at northwrestlingpivotshare.com for only three ninety nine a month, $3.99. So I think that's only like £2 something. It features past shows, including this one, Select shows from Joey Ryan's Bar Wrestling and White Wolf Wrestling, which is Carlos Romo and A-Kid's home promotion. Um, plenty of wrestling. Yeah, and you can watch this show, NCL 13. So this was a year ago. We've done quite a few shows since then. How many shows from North have we got on that? No. We have, I think, from show four onwards, I think we've got NCL 1 at don't think we've got two and three on there, but I think they're on our YouTube channel without commentary. We keep trying to go back and archive them with commentary on. It's just finding the we time. We could do that for an episode, like a watch along, and just add it over the top, oh, couldn't director's we? Director's cut. That might be an idea. Good Actually, idea. if you watch back those shows, some of them are pretty poor quality. Anyway, NCL 13, this time last year, well, October 28th last year, Robbie X Bloody beat Jordan Bloody Devlin. Bloody Thinking about that, though, now... You don't, you don't think about it in the time, do you? But now looking back, uh, what? I think I think we did at the time, and then it's only aged even, yeah, even better. Yeah. Um, Viper beat Little Miss Roxy. That was the only time we've seen Viper. She was phenomenal. Uh, Amir Jordan, who's still injured, unfortunately, at the minute. And I don't, no time to come back as well. What's, we, uh, what is it? I don't know. I don't know whether we're allowed to say or not. No, we'll just... Uh, well, he's not here. Um, he beat TK Cooper. We had Team Sin, which was Lucas Steele and Nathan Cruz. Uh, they beat Jack Jester and Rory Coyle. I think Rory was well, Rory was champion at that point. Uh, Spike Trevay beat his mate, is escaping the mid card mate. Tom? Big fan of Spike. Chuck Mambo. Uh, we had England's hardest men. God, that seems like a lifetime ago, does it not? No, 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 no. England's hardest man. Maybe yeah. Boris man. and Drake. England's hardest man. Maybe Boris and Drake. Well, this and was what, this was what sort of tag. spurred off, um, spurred AC Drake's change yeah. of character. Yeah, it did. And I, it's weird thinking that they were... Was this the one where he hit Roxy the first time or not? It wasn't, was no, it? No, I don't think it was. I think when he hit Roxy with that bottle, I think that, that was might be, be this year sometime. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we had Rampage Brown beating Screwface. Everyone it was trainer versus trainer. That was a proper, what do you call it? A... That was a knockdown drag out. <sighs> non- I, I, that, do you know what? It was a Jamie sellout. stands up as one of my favourite matches. Yeah. 
uh, for North just because it was, my, as I've discovered over the last few months, one of my favourite styles of wrestling is just two units dead <laughs> each other. Which is, which it goes, like, I'd love to say it's always oh, the technical Japanese style. It's catch, yeah. catch. No, it's just two big units decking Especially each other. live as well. And I oh, remember watching oh, that, that match. match live was brutal. Yeah, the chair shot, which is probably really the found upon. pile driver in the business, my, my that opinion. pile driver where he pulled, oh. uh, I think um, Screwface had pulled up the apron, pile driver them onto the bloody boards. It was disgusting. That what match. I love is though that, that, that uh, Screwface and Rampage, both obviously they're wrestling professionals and they're also great wrestling trainers. Yeah. And they found a way to not only put on one hell of a main event, yep. but also start taking the ring down before the end of the <laughs> Which what? I was very proud of them for doing that. What I used to, like, with Rampage? Because I don't know what you used to, but I, I, I get very Terrified. nervous. Oh, 100%, yeah. Terrified. I, I, I like Tom. I don't have the banter with Rampage that I do with other people. I know my good lady has great banter with Rampage. Uh, so I need she to bring Yeah, she sat and interviewed him for BBC Radio Newcastle. Yeah. And, uh, said, and she came away and she was like, oh my God, Rampage is lovely. I think you probably uh, spoke to him more in that session than I think I've spoken to him in about four years. Here's a little fun fact. Nor, um, Rampage Brown owns a bed and terrier, and so do I. <laughs> and next week on Things Rampage has got that Bowers has also got... <laughs> taps that do hot and cold. <laughs> so at the same time. <laughs> Where do we go from there? Right, so what we do is we move on to... Rest news for the day. So We're... there is so much more else out there in the great wide world of wrestling, other than the the North Universe. Absolutely. So uh, a few headlines from Brit Rest News today. Ring of Honor have announced that Speedball Mike Bailey will be making his ROH debut on the Honor United UK tour. He's going to be facing Bandido for the very first time in his career on October the 27th in Bolton. Thoughts on Speedball Mike Bailey? Love He'd Speedball. be a great fit. Love Speedball Mike Bailey. We, he is one of those ones that have just not matched up dates. Simple as that. Is that all it's down to? Just a and lack of... No, he won't be matching up on that October 27th show because that's our next show as well, unfortunately. Oh. <sighs> what is the Bolton wrestling scene like? Because <laughs> that's not something I've really heard Bigger about. Bigger than Wigan, mate. <laughs> <laughs> the the bastard in Bolton, I don't okay. know. Also, on that, uh, on that very tour, we will see uh, your call in London, October 25th. PCO and Brody King. Oh, <laughs> oh absolutely. PCO is one of my faves. Oh, PCA is one PCA's of my faves. They're going to go two on two with Aussie Open. Mm-hmm. Interesting match. Very Mark interesting Davis match. and PCO having some altercations should be very big. Did you see PCO get injured? Yeah, was that when he did that mad dive? He just dived out so under nobody. Was it his eye? Yeah, his eye nearly like, burst. Flipping he is that a guy's like mid-50s as well, isn't he? He was in the Quebecers. <laughs> That's mental. <laughs> Do you know the best bit of wrestling merch that is available right now? And, it, and I discovered this recently, mm-hmm. and that's incredible. So you know PCO's whole shtick yep. is like he's sort of undead, yep. like Frankenstein-esque. You can go on his website and you can now buy PCO jumper cables. <laughs> yes! Jesus this Christ. is why I fucking love wrestling. Yeah. The merchandise and the paraphernalia that rolls around it as well. But people buy the shit is what I don't understand. I I if I had it. a car, I'd buy PCO I jumper might cables. Buy, I might buy them. I want my car to start with the power of PCO. <laughs> uh, other wrestling news. Um, 
jump to this actually. Oh no, we'll do that one last. Paul Robinson has revealed the mm. stipulations for the Proteus Championship. Mm -hmm. Now, um, by winning the Proteus Championship, this is the Progress's new belt, and I love this idea so much. Um, they, it's them they... getting back to their dramatic kind of feel. Progress always they had their, they had the staffs, yeah. they had the, you know, it's that well, they, yeah they've all, they always used they had the shields. That's what I'm thinking of. There they really mixed it up. They didn't necessarily need. And I like to... it. Yeah, to, to use a belt back in the day, and they had other mm. stuff. I mean, this is still a belt, but the whole idea around the belt is yeah. the person who holds the belt determines the stipulations for which that belt is defended under. And Paul Robinson went on to talk sport to exclusively reveal what those stipulations will be. To mainly men in white van. Yeah. <laughs> it's the it's target audience. They've got a lovely waiting area there composing of uh, chairs that make it look like you're in a dugout. <laughs> That's my that's my understanding of talk sport. Oh my god! Um, so he revealed the following. So if you want to challenge, so chop. If you wanted to challenge Paul Robinson right. for the Proteus Championship, here are the rules. Which okay? he does. You can only nearly did. You can only well if you can now. You can only win the belt from Paul Robinson if you make him tap out or if you knock him out. The only way to win the belt is by tap out. Or knock him I like out. that. Can I knock him out with the belt? Ah, now this is the second caveat, you clever little chicken. Wow. Uh, Paul Robinson has also revealed that if you if you attempt to use the belt as a weapon, it's an immediate disqualification. Quote, you're out of this. No takey backsies, no nothing. No takey backsies. If you try and use it to clatter a guy, you're immediately well, disqualified. Well, the referee doesn't see. No, even if the referee sees, you're immediately disqualified. The, you, the ref, the belt is a is 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 the is a prize. Should not be used as a weapon. So Paul Robinson says, if you try and hit him with the belt, then you're immediately. I'm not going to shit on it immediately because I know everyone wants to jump on these things and shit on them immediately. And my first thought was like, huh? It's nice to have rules. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit of a mad one, but. Well, it's like, you remember in WCW years ago when they used to say, you're not to go over the top rope. Mm. But they, they made the story round it mm. so that... Is it just a bit too much effect. foreshadowing, though? Is that just a bit too much foreshadowing? What am I saying that at some point someone's going to tap out or pass out Paul Robinson? And there's, and there's going to be a belt shot in there somehow. Maybe, maybe, yeah, I think they... I think, well, I think it's... The nice thing about it is it's it's giving that belt prestige and it's yeah. giving a little wrinkle that you wouldn't think of because Paul Robinson's yeah. like, this belt is precious. This belt means something. It's not yes. a fucking weapon. Like, like you know, use it as a weapon. You use it, you disrespect this championship mm. and your your opportunity to hold it is done. So I love that. Like I love that little wrinkle yeah. to it. And then obviously Paul Robinson's gone, well, I've never, I've never tapped out and I've never been knocked out. So... Good luck, son. I think we're giving it both two ticks on that one there. Yeah. And finally, the Rev, uh, finally Rev Pro have announced the British J Cup for Sunday, November 24th from York Hall. It's going to go head-to-head -head with Progress Wrestling's November chapter, which is also in London at Camden's Electric Ballroom. Ooh. Previous winners of the British J Cup, which is very much the Super J Cup mm. of these aisles. Mm. Uh, Jushin Liger and El Fantasma has won it twice as well. Wow. So it's so the, the I'm excited for the J Cup. I think LP's that... been smashing it apart from his kind of faux pas that he made in the Will Ospreay thingy, which we won't talk about. Yeah, it's best not to talk about the word faux pas and rev pro in the same <laughs> sentence at the moment. <laughs> All just in British wrestling. Well, oh, wait, you said, you said don't talk about that. <laughs> right, anyway, carry on. Uh, LP, I think, has done really well. Do we know anyone who's in that? Or they announced they have not announced any names yet. Names will be forthcoming. But, uh, it'll be really... a smorgasbord. But if it's, if, it, if it's progress, you can guarantee the Devlin. Rev Pro. Rev Pro, sorry. Devlin all up in that? Uh, no? Devlin's progress. I think with Rev Pro, you, you might. Will we see, will we see Willie Ospreay back, maybe? 
Big Will. Um, yeah, I mean, if Big Will's not doing anything with progress, then mm. I think almost definitely put Big Will in there. I think it's a nice opportunity to make somebody new because if they're yeah. going to be going up against progress, a lot of British won't be. guys are going to be there. Josh Bowden. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what if Bowden wins it? <laughs> Imagine he comes back with a Proteus Championship and smacks someone over there. Oh, head managed by Quilden. Oh, dear me! God damn it! Right. Well, that time. is your Brit Rest news for the day. We're coming towards the end of the show, but we have had a couple of uh, questions in our mailbag, which you can get in touch at, um, at North underscore NCL on Twitter or Instagram. North Wrestling NCL Facebook. And YouTube, if you want to send a message for YouTube, it's not going to get read. Or <laughs> you Don't can... read the comments on YouTube. They, they, they only make you sad. Very much so. Um, I mean, have we ever got any comments on YouTube? We don't really. Actually, no, there are. There was somebody oh, complaining. I you. No, we did. <laughs> it was somebody complaining about the lighting at the Riverside, and he's been really horrible. Um, or you can email me directly at andrew at northwrestling.co.uk if you've got any anecdotes, you've got any questions, you've got anything that you want to talk about wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. Get, uh, enough of them. Don't worry about it. Right, so we have a few questions in our mailbag. I think we've the first one in there. We can throw this out to the floor, I think. This is Chris Kinlock. I hope I said that right. Right From the Facebook fan page, which is North Wrestling Fans on Facebook. What five wrestlers are you realistically hoping to book on a North show within the next year? I'm going to go straight off the back bat and say there's a couple that I'd like to see back. I'd love to see Cara Noir back. I'd love to be able to book him back. Um, I would also like to book Gene Money. <gasps> would you? I'd love to. Get book in! Money. Get money in there! Get money in there, mate! I'd love to have oh. Gene Money. Again, one that hasn't, qu- hasn't quite lined up or just, you know, it's very difficult to get everyone on the card. Another one as well that I'd love to have back is Martin Kirby. Kirby would be great. I think with the kind of downfall of Defiant as being a big hole there for the kind of guys that they used, we like, well, I like to differentiate North and not use just the same guys that they're pushing that you can kind of see it. I'd love to see him do more videos. You know how we shoot videos, like really go on, he would be perfect. We did it in absolute and he was so funny. He's a funny guy. I think if you look at North now and you're looking for a face who has the legitimacy to go and get to the title... I would say, is there anyone better placed at the minute than Martin Kirby? Mm. I don't know if there is anyone... Coming off Japan. Yeah, I don't know if there's anyone really who could step up to the mantle and take on Spike legitimately and take that belt for, for a period of time. I think you are talking about your Kirby's, your Rampages maybe. So Rampages um, is another one I'd love to have. One back. for me I'd love to see. Although I've gone on some mm. day one coming back to you was Chuck Cyrus. Chuck Cyrus. The Mr. big body guy. Mr. Body Guy. I remember seeing him. Well, there's two versions of him. Mm. There's either the funny guy mm-hmm. or the serious Chuck Say. And both are very, very, very He good. used to get What's such it? a good reaction at oh. absolute, uh, absolute shows. So there's that stage definitely. Well, you've seen him a few times, haven't you? He's really good. Yeah, I like, I like the shtick of Chuck Cyrus from what I've seen a while back. I do like his, his shtick. So there you go, Chuck. You can give us the money for that one. Because of uh, a big job here. Can we please at some point book Solo Darling? I tried on this I, tour. I know, I know we, we tried to get Affidian and Solo Darling on this recent tour that they're doing, and again, didn't match up. But if they come back to the UK shores, absolutely. I also think um, we need to keep booking Will Cruz. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. We didn't talk about him enough in that four way. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. Uh, Will Cruz is. There were there was, uh, and uh, from the after party, I'd like to think of myself as the ear yeah. of the after party. 
there was a lot of talk about should Will Cruz become North champion. And he looked. I up. think actually, Steve, I, I posed that question before and saying, is there a face who is legitimately in that corridor towards the title? Is there anyone better placed than Will Cruz? He's only had two matches. He got injured in that match, his first match against uh, Screwface. He dislocated his knee, and that was probably about and he still went halfway through the through the match. He dislocated his knee. He still did his flip over the ropes uh-huh. with a dislocated knee. Wow, he's a hard lad, and he's a he's a he's a bloody nice lad as well. And yeah, I think he has to be put into that bracket. He has to be thought about. All those right, are, those are two highlights. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Good well, this is another question that's going to be put out to the uh, floor. Do you think? The no compete clause in certain promotions from WWE NXT is hurting or advancing the wrestling industry, and I know that is, and that's from Daniel Johnson on the Facebook fan page. I'd say that is going to be a real bone of contention between somebody maybe who watches wrestling products and somebody who maybe books wrestling products. In that, I personally don't think it makes a jot of difference. Absolutely. And why does it not make a job difference? Because the young talent comes up. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I think if you have got the opportunity to take a full-time contract to, to wrestle, and then that makes you probably stop wrestling for independent promotions which don't have uh, as much infrastructure and as much um, uh, found, solid foundations that they're built on. If you've got the opportunity to take that, take it. it then it's up to me. It's my job. And it's also the job of indie wrestling fans to come to shows and blood through it's the most it's the most fun like the most fun part of wrestling is finding those guys who start out and you're like who the hell's that and they turn into a champion or they turn into and what's the problem with having more wrestlers well what's the problem with getting more yeah you know what I mean yeah and I think yeah I think it's our job to bring these guys through and if there's a new opportunity that's what makes wrestling indie wrestling lush is seeing those people your Amir Jordans where is he where did he come from came from nowhere Primate H.T. Drake Rory Coyle God's sake more of them please is what I would say alright um, we are going to only have a couple more of these right here's a good question from Dean Zaman Zaman I'm sorry Dean here's good effort <laughs> 10 on 10 use a man use a man are you going to add any new championship belts like tag team, women, or even the Northeast champion? Now, I have my ideas on this. Okay. I'd like to... Tom Campbell. What do you think? You'd like that? a Tom Campbell championship? Well, <laughs> I'm fine with that. That's a question enough, isn't it? Ah, that's very true. Now, I mean, we do have a, a flourishing tag team division. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like the idea of, of a tag team championship. And we've got that plate. I want the plate to be swapped for for a proper belt. I just, for me, I I often think that wrestling tends to fall into a lot of the same old grooves of a singles belt. You know, an intercontinental belt. You got the light European British cruiserweight for women only. Exactly, it falls into a lot of stuff like yeah. that, and um, and I and I'm seeing more pro promotions like Riptide that rip that, that rip up the rule book a little yeah. bit. And a tag team, t- yeah, a t- I mean a tag team title seems like an obvious one, yeah. But you know, but the part of me goes, why not a six man tag team title? Yeah, because obviously it's an extra person to book. But why not a six man tag team title? Why not have um, just a belt that differentiates us from 
other yeah. places, something that is predominantly northeast. Well, this was something I thought just talked fundamentally about belts. There's two a couple of things about it. We didn't have a belt for nine shows, mm. and that was fine. And I was quite happy to not have a belt. Um, I think when we finally brought it in and we only had one, it brings more prestige to it. I think the less you have in your, I think, which is what you're saying, the less championships you have, the better for the championship championships that you do have. Um, however, I think there is something else that we need to bring in there. Whether whether we, I like the sound of that northeast title, mm. but I think there's other things before that. Needs there to is. Come. I think, and, and, and just for me as, a, as an announcer, it's for the north northeast championship. <laughs> for the north, 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 the north, north, the north. I like the idea of, and and I had this, I had this idea bounced around my head for something a while ago. Um, but uh, it, it's a, it's a, it's basically a pastiche of money in the bank but mm -hmm. instead of it being a briefcase because everyone goes it's a briefcase mm -hmm. uh, you call it the key to the city Ooh. Ooh. so you compete for the key to the city and it's a nice, nice big custom chunky key which obviously unlocks a, a title match ah. as and when you want it similar to money in the bank but it just feels a bit different I mean, I like this. Key to the city. can you use the key as a weapon yeah, that's fine. I won't disqualify you for using the key as a key shot. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I think you're on the right lines. I think Riptide on the right right lines with the Pride of Brighton stuff. That they yeah, did. I love that. The medallion, it looks like it was washed up. I like the new way to say that, the Pride, the of, Pride Brighton. of Brighton. Pride so, of Brighton. It's great, isn't it? I'll probably just nip uh, that. Mirror put sport it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably just steal that idea and just do a Geordie. The Geordie Pride of Newcastle. Pride of Geordie. <laughs> <laughs> Purely belt title. <laughs> Purely belter championship. Right, well, I think uh, there's one other question I think I will add, which was for the first show, were you scared no one was going to show up? Uh, terrified. We only actually sold, I'm quite happy to say now because it's three years ago, we only sold 45 tickets pre, maybe a bit Really? More. Yeah, oh, there were gosh. 10 of a ticket. I thought that was pretty good at that time. If we sold 45 tickets pre-sales uh, pre now, I would be... How many was in attendance that first night? Loads, actually. There was actually an attendance of about 160 people. The second show, however, however, had an attendance of about 70. Yeah. <laughs> we had 48. It absolutely had 48. At your first, first show. show. Right. So, so I did all right then, really. I went to a show recently that had, a, I think I counted 19. <laughs> I've heard about this. Yeah, yeah. it was... Uh... That's I think if you know anything about North Wrestling, you probably know which show he's talking about. Well, there's, there's <laughs> he used posters around No Shields. <laughs> Was it even them? Oh, was, was it, it not? Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they probably drew about the same. But, um, yeah, I mean, cut that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you see a lot of that, though, in, in British wrestling, where I, I think, do you know what? The, 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 the two brave, the, the, the two most important parts, if you're setting up a wrestling promotion, mm. and we're lucky that we've got, we've got yeah. two people in one here. First, the first part of that is definitely stupidity. Second part is ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say booking ability and a graphic designer. <laughs> Because yeah, if you've got a good God, yeah. How yeah. many times yes. have you gone to a show because the poster is banging? Yes. And then you've turned up and you're in a social club in the middle of nowhere with five <laughs> other people. <laughs> with a form finger on one hand and a yeah. cheap thing on the other, yeah. That's a 10 mix up in the middle. <laughs> with hot dog as your feet. It's, uh, it's, that's well, it. you can tell by the merch tables are always different because they've got either wrestling figures, DVDs of like past yeah. WWE shows, or it's a proper merch table like what yeah. we have at North yeah. where it's t shirts. You can tell the difference. It's yeah. uh, all right, that's our first episode of Indie Wrestling is Dead. We haven't explained why it's called Indie Wrestling is Dead. Well, because really, we don't think Indie Wrestling is dead at all. And I also think it's funny that people say that. I think North, Riptide, Rise, MEW, there's plenty of places around that say Indie Wrestling isn't dead. I like to be a little bit 
provocative as well. Yeah. Get the keywords in for the for the <laughs> algorithms. <laughs> the idea is it can't be dead because no. it's it's it, it can't stop living. It never will for be dead. As long dead. as there is wrestling, if there is even if there is just one indie wrestling show happening in one part of the country yeah. at any one time, then at that one moment, if the one show happens one year. It's still indie wrestling. And it's still not dead. I think we're proof of that. I think Riptide are proof of that. I think all those other promotions that we can mention are proof of that. In that, yeah, we put a bit of money together, not much at all, a bit of pocket money together to put this show together. It's rolled on. It's everything that we talked about at the start, where people have their own kind of like mo- their own self motivation to kind of get that show going, to be a part of that show, to keep that show going. We embody that as do many other wrestling promotions. Going back to Daniel's question where, she said, where he says something about the no-compete clause and certain promotions from WWE and NXT, again, that will always show you that, uh, mm-hmm. that indie wrestling will never be dead because there will be more wrestlers who are coming through. There will always be wrestlers coming through, and it's really, really important that fans also understand that, that bookers understand that, that other wrestlers understand that, that photographers understand that, that graphic designers understand that, that everyone understands that what we do is where the breeding ground for it, where the exciting stuff, where yeah. the stuff that takes a bit of a risk. You're going to see the stars of tomorrow at places like this. Absolutely. So when you go and watch the network or you stick on Sky or whatever and you see Amir Jordan on there, you can go, I saw him <laughs> when nobody who knew who the bloody hell he was. And now look at him. That is the fun of indie wrestling and that's why. I've got a picture for them. Yeah. John Cena once wrestled way. at an armory. Yeah, exactly. Lest we forget. Exactly. They all started out somewhere. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, wrestling, it will never be dead because I always will have a brand new Bentley every month for the money. <laughs> <laughs> only, only if Rampage Brown has got one. <laughs> Hang on a second. You're doing the videos here and you've got a personalised number plate that says chop on the back. You so have you. You get you, you massive pervert. I'm not going to have any tyres left now with the next show, I'm telling <laughs> you. That. Maybe there's more money in sitting in gorilla position and queuing up videos than there is in promotion. Well, I tell well, you, I tell you what, there is. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a gimmick. Right, anyway, that's the first episode of Indie Wrestling is dead in the goddamn can. Easy. You enjoy yourselves? I had a lovely time. Thank you for the invite. Tom, we'll do it again. Chat. Tom, thank you for being on your 943rd podcast <laughs> every week. <laughs> Chop, thank you for being Chop. You can find us at northwrestling.co.uk for merch and tickets. NCL 21, Scary Monsters and Super Creeps is on October the 27th at the Riverside in Newcastle. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube at North Wrestling NCL, North underscore NCL, Twitter and Instagram northwrestling.pivotshare to subscribe to our on-demand service for $3.99 a month and if you want to give me a message why am I opening this up but let's do it anyway yeah andrew at northwrestling.co.uk big thanks to Grapple Clothing our sponsor and to you the North Faithful we out love you bye bye <laughs>